Welcome back to A Cup of Coffee. I am your host and speaker, Levo Coffee. And today I want to talk to you all about some bad news that we have all pretty much are aware of. Um, if you're black, you're at least aware of it. It has come to my attention that white people don't really pay attention to who the, who this guy is. They don't know who this man is. And um, they truly don't care. It's a few people who, you know, as as people say nowadays, they dabble in black Twitter. They dabble in black TikTok and black YouTube, whatever. But at in the end of the day, it's a black matter. But um, Kevin Samuels has passed away. And um, to some people, they're like, they've been cheering and celebrating this man's death as if he's like, as if he's Hitler or as if he's, you know, the reason why like mass genocide has happened or as if he's going out and actively harm people in a physical or emotional matter. So then, um, and that to me was a little shocking because I watched Kevin Samuels. I haven't seen all of his episodes, so I'm not going to try to say, like, oh, I've seen every single episode. Um, I have seen quite a bit of his episodes, so I've seen quite a few. Uh, been watching them since I started watching them pretty much like the end of 2019, and that's when he was still mainly talking to men. And then sometime in like 2020, a video came out about him talking to a lady who thought she was. All that in a bag of chips. She thought she was hot shit, but in reality, she wasn't. Also, if you hear that sound in the background, that's Tatum doing some shit with her bag. So um, just just ignore that. Sorry about that. That's just her opening something up. But as I was saying, he used to talk to men a lot. However, he started talking mainly to women after he talked to one woman, and she pretty much thought she looked better. She was all that in a bag of chips. She was hot shit. She looked better than what she actually was, which was just an average woman. And for some reason, she, I think, I think it's like average at best or above average at best or something like that. And he took off from there. He became, instead of just being followed by a couple thousand people, like, like tens of thousands, it was like a hundred thousand. Then it was after that, it was just flew up to millions, uh, or sorry, over a million, but it was like, that's what blew him up. And, before we were talking to men, he was telling men straight up, being blunt, being honest, hey, get up off your ass, get on your feet, um, make moves. If you have one job, you should have two. If you're making under, what, 60000 for your primary job, you need to get up and start making more money, uh, get a get a part-time job, get a weekend job. Um, if you're under 35, you shouldn't get married. Just focus on yourself. Focus on building relationships with friends, and you can have relationships with, with women and um you know, just stuff like that, just for like for average everyday people. And then he, talk, he started talking to women and with the women, uh, women, he was asking women, like, what do you want? What type of partner do you want? Do you want a man who's average? You want a man who's, um, has like blue collar work as of like a, uh, construction worker, HVAC, plumber, et cetera. Or do you want a man who works in like, you know, I guess white collar jobs, which are like, Tech, science, things like that's where you got to go into a job, wear a suit, thing, or you know, do you want a lawyer, cop, whatever? Because that's what they want. And pretty much the overall resounding answer that he would often get was pretty much women want a man who makes 70, 80, 90K a year. Because for some reason, every woman who called into him claimed to have been making. 60,000 or more. So they wanted a man who was on their level or, or made more financially. 
And it's like, well, and then he was bring up the stats. Like, if you take the stats, average woman don't make the average woman don't do not make that much money. The average man don't either. And then he started bringing up things that we already know. If you ever dated somebody, common sense as a man, how much money you make matter. If you do not make a lot of money, you pretty much don't matter to society unless you know how to fight or you're really good at sex. But for me personally, I say it's the three F's. You have to be financial, financially stable. You have to be able to fuck or you have to be able to fight or look like you can fight, you know, or just fear. Fuck finances, fear. However you want to put it, that's how, how I think about it. Because as as a guy, we see what's out here. The dudes who are known for putting it down in the bedroom often get the ladies. They often get more women than the average everyday everyday guy who isn't known for that or who is, you know, who isn't that experienced, right? Or you get the guy who has the money, the one who who looks good and dressed good and has the good skin and the good hair and the nice clothes and makes money and wears jewelry and can 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 go to take you to the to, to the nicer restaurants and travel and they, they go to Vegas and they go on vacations once or twice a year and they do all these different things and they have fun. Those are the next type of men that women want. And finally it's the ones who strike fear in people. I typically used to say fighting because fighting is no one way to people to be fearful of you. But you could just be a big guy people will be afraid of. You could be a guy who has a lot of money, who has access people will be afraid of you. You could just be a guy who knows somebody, who knows somebody, who knows somebody. And people will be afraid of you because you know those people. So those are the three Fs that I live by. And it's pretty much, it's, it's common sense if you've ever been outside in the dating market. Those are, those are the people that women go for. But when they're talking to Kevin Samuels, they're talking about like, yo, yeah, I settled for the guy who gave me good dick. So, okay, that's one F. And then it's like... But he wasn't the guy I wanted to be with. Okay, cool. That, that's often heard as well. But then they'll turn around and say, I want the guy who now has the money, which is typically the guy who, you know, as a kid or when you're young, sub 25, the money you pretty much have is either your parents' money or the money you're making. And because you're, you have money because you live at your parents' house, you don't really have to, to you know, spend your money. But post 25, above 25, around 35, that uh, 20, between 25 to, you know, older, not 35, 25 or older, you're pretty much expected as a guy to be living on your own, have your own job, have your own apartment, um, have your own car, making over 60, 70 K, be able to provide for, for yourself and for a woman and for at least a child by the time you're over the age of 25. That's what women are expecting. And Kevin Samuels would just have women on his show talking about that now. I am not trying to be a Kevin Samuel, Kevin Samuels apologist. I'm not trying to here to defend Kevin Samuels. That's not the point of this podcast. The point of this episode specifically is because when I was on Twitter, people were really excited and happy to see this man die. They're saying, fuck the fact that he has a daughter, right? So fuck his daughter, fuck his mom, fuck his family, fuck everybody that care about him. They're celebrating this man's death. Now, I, I'm not trying to, trying to, Act like I'm new to the game. People's deaths get celebrated often. For example, if you are a serial killer, you die, people happy. If you are a, a rapist, you die, people happy. If you're a pedophile, people you die, people happy. Not saying that. But all this man wanted to do was bring black families back. All this man wanted to do was say, hey, black people, right now we're we're at the bottom of the barrel 
when it comes to our ethnic image. And I did learn that saying from him, ethnic image, which is pretty much, you know, how people see you is, is how they judge you and our judgment of black people, or you want to call it uh, the perception or people, you know, when they judge you, you know, being prejudiced, we're all, we're all a prejudice. I don't want people to act like, oh, you know, black people are the only ones who, who are, who have to deal with prejudiceness. No, we all have to deal with it because everybody in the world is, you prejudge people. Your brain put things into categories to help you sort out life. That That's a fact. That's, that's okay. So we, we all know this and your brain does this by itself. So when you're out in public, people are looking at you, they're judging. It's your ethnic image, the ethnic, whatever ethnic group you belong to, the image you all have in society that people see you and judge you. So he was like, hey, we need to raise our ethnic image. We need to bring this up. We need to have a better ethnic image. We need to start, we need to bring back the black, the, uh, the, uh, black family, make it strong again, how it was when he was a child looking up to his parents and grandparents generation, how his generation should have been. How my mother's generation should have been, how, uh, you know, how my generation should be, how the next generation should be better. So he's just bringing that up. Now, like I said, and I'm gonna keep saying, a lot of the things he said came off strong. If you're a fat girl, he playing that song. Like, it's a song he will play. If you are, if you were the type of woman who was saying, oh, I would do it all by myself, and he was asking you, when you're 60 years old, what does it look like for you? How does life look to you? What's going to happen to you in your life when you're 60 plus years old? Um, what's going to happen to you when you hit 40 and you're single and the men you want to date are dating women who are who are 30? The men in your age group, 40 to 50, are dating women who are 30 to 25 years old. The men who are uh, the men you should, who should, you should have, uh, got with or stuck with or checked in with don't want to mess with you anymore because you already passed them up. And it's something I tell people all the time. Like, Hey, check in when you can check in, get in where you can get in because we often think the grass is always greener on the other side. And it's not the grass on the other side is not always greener. A lot of times it's not green at all. That shit is just spray painted green, but it's really brown. I kind of call it like, like United States. United States is this country of the land and the free home and the brave. We're supposed to have the best health care. We're supposed to have the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the best politics. We're supposed to have the best standard of living. We're supposed to have all this, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best bullshit. But then you have people moving to other countries and they're saying, yo, ah, America is just a broke motherfucker with a Gucci belt, some Gucci slides and some earrings and a white t-shirt and some Target jeans and some white forces. But since they got that Gucci belt on, you think it's worth more. Since they got that Gucci belt on, you think it look better. You think it's prettier. You, you you think it's more than what it is because of that belt. That belt means status. It has a, you know, it means something. It, it means something to people. And that's what America is. It means something to people because people are holding on to the idea of the land of the free and the home of the brave. You can come here and be anything and do anything. And racism isn't as prevalent here and you have freedom, you have all this different stuff, and that's what people are banking on when it comes to America, which is kind of how, you know, it is out here for people, according to Kevin Samuels, who are over a certain age, they're like, hey, you think it's you think it's sweet out here, but it's not. So then you take it back to what he was saying about, you know, families and people were okay with what he was saying when he was directing it at men. When he was telling men, hey men, we ain't shit. 
Amen. We got to up up our fashion, up our cologne, up our smell, up our look, up our up our game in general. We have to look better. We have to smell better. We have to talk better. We have to work harder, not just harder, but smarter. We have to ask questions. If you can't put yourself in a position to have a better life, to have a, a more extravagant life, to have a longer life, that's fine. Just make sure your kids are put in a position to live that better life, to live that more shoving life. If you have to struggle and work every day, you know, work every day till your fingers bleed, work to the bone. Sorry, that sucks. But as a parent, you should be trying to do what you can do to make sure your children have a better life than you have, have a better time of living and are able to live better and to do more because they weren't asked to be made. You made them voluntarily. You, you, you know, you didn't sit there with them in the future and say, Hey, future self, do you want to be made? Like, no, you kind of just have them. And I'm I'm paraphrasing things that he says. I'm saying it in my own way of, of speaking, because like I said, I'm not him. I'm not going to apologize for him. Now, some things I, I don't agree with that he said as well. So the whole, you know, man, it's not about what he said is how a lot of people perceive it. I don't agree with the whole, oh, high value men have options. So they so they should uh, enforce it. Right. Because men are thinking men are taking this. And taking it their own way. Now, it's not his fault. So I'm not going to try to say it's his fault. I'm not going to blame it on him. I'm just saying that men are taking his words and kind of changing them up and switching them up and using them in their own game. But at the same time, what he says makes sense. Think about it. If everybody in the world wants one thing and that one thing is hard to come by, the people who have it get to control how it's distributed. So if all these women who are calling to his show saying, I want a man who makes $75,000 or more. I want a man who can travel. I want a man who can have kids with me and still travel. I want a man who's already well traveled. I want a man who has his own house, own car, you know, own business, make money. They, they want all these things from all these men. Well, only a small few select men have their own house. Only a small few select men own a house. Only a, fall, a small few select men are able to travel. Only a small few select men are able to travel when you have kids and only a small few men are able to make allow allow women to stay at home and not have to go to work to be a stay at home mom, stay at home wife. Only a small few men are able to do that. So since that is such a small few collective of people, shouldn't they have more options to do what they want? I know it doesn't sound fair. I know it doesn't sound right. I know a lot of people are going to be upset when they hear this. But if you're all asking for the same thing and only a small group of people have access to that, don't they get to make the rules because you're trying to get what they got? So you got to play by their rules and do do what's asked of them. And then once you're in there, you could probably try to change some things up. But for the most part, the people who have the ability to do it or have the access to do it, make the rules. That's how it's always been. And if you want to get into that playing field, you kind of have to get in, get in the room where it happens, sacrifice some of the things you feel as if it's a necessity for you and sacrifice those things, those wants and those needs that you think you want and need to get what you are trying to overall achieve because then you might gain access to more things that you didn't know that you wanted and or needed in life. So it's like, again, I'm not here to apologize for this man. I'm not here to 
uh, defend this man. I'm just trying to figure out why were people happy that he died? Why were black people happy to, to see another black man dead when we don't, I, we're like what, 13 to 15% of the population? We're not 20, 25%. We're like, our percentage isn't growing. It's not like we're, you know, growing every year up a percent or half a percent over a quarter percent. We pretty much have been stagnant for the last 10, 15 years of, from, from what I know. You know, maybe I am wrong. So if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Maybe we are 20% now. I highly doubt it, but maybe. So if we're already not growing as a community, but this country continues to grow as a community, that's a problem because we're already a minority and we're trying to fight for ourselves and we asking every other community to help fight for us. But it's like we're cheering and we're happy when this man died because he made fun of fat people, because he made fun of fat women, because he said black women, hey, you want these things, you need to do better. You're going to die alone with a dog or a cat and die alone because you don't want to make the sacrifices. Women will call into his show and say, I've heard a few women say this. They'll say, I would rather be single and do it by myself rather than be with a man and have to split because I don't want to have to deal with a man. And he's kept time to be like, well, you have to work this hard anyway. Why not work this hard with a man? And just split everything. He pay his shit. You pay your shit. The extra stay in the house and you guys can just put it together. And women will be like, oh, that's not what I want. I want a man. I deserve a man who makes uh, six figures. I deserve a man who makes uh, all this money. I deserve a man who who's going to treat me this way and talk to me and talk to me this way and and, and, and make me feel A, B, C and D. I deserve this. Not I want. Not I'm thinking about. Not I want to be with, I should be with, I, I want to try to get with. They're saying they deserve this. So it's like, how the hell do you deserve somebody else's money? How is, how, and most women who called in the show had kids. So how is it a woman with kids already from a different man saying, I deserve a man who makes this much money? What did you do to deserve that? And they would say, oh, I have experience now. I have skill. I've grown. I've learned. I've become a better person. It's like, well, how have you grown? How have you matured? How have you got this new skill? And it's like, oh, through life. Then he would ask women, "How? When's the last time you dated somebody?" They'd be like, "It's been it's been ten years." So how are you trying to date somebody, and you ain't been on the market in ten years, but you've been single for eleven? It's like, again, I understand why people are saying the tone, what he said, how he was talking to the black woman, how he was talking to women in general. It's not okay. And then they want to come with the slander and you know call him gay, yeah, 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 whatever he was. I don't care if he was gay, straight or whatever. whatever. I don't care about that. The point is, this man was trying to do something, trying to give advice and trying to give lessons to people. Whether and some people are like, oh, well, if you already have a man in your life, a father in your life, an uncle in your life, a cousin in your life, you should go to this, go to them for advice. But it's like, let's just think about life. Let's think about the like reality, the realness of reality. When it comes to how people learn, let's say everybody did have a nuclear family, two parents and siblings, right? Once you hit, what, 13, 14, you pretty much stop going to your parents for advice because you go through that I know it all stage. You might ask a few things here and there, but for the most part, you're learning from your friends. You're learning from teachers. You're learning from strangers. You're learning from coaches or if you play sports or you're learning from, you know, even the coaches if you like, 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 like art teachers or your acting teacher or we've kind of get into a trade. I know a lot of people try to get into trades when they're like 14, 15, 16 years old, like working on cars. Whoever you're working with, they're teaching you something. So it's pretty much going to be a stranger. So how is it 
or why is it bad to learn from a stranger on YouTube who's trying to offer free game, but it's okay to learn from a motherfucker who that's a stranger, that's a basketball coach, a uh, 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 art professor, a fucking acting coach. Why, why can you learn from them, but not this man? What's the difference? Because according to him, according to him, he made good money. He was a top salesperson. He did all this good stuff and all these good things and made all this money. So wouldn't you want to learn from somebody who, who did it, who made the money, who is making money, who was doing it, it quote unquote, the right way? I don't give a fuck if he's been twice divorced and his, and some people say he has a bad relationship with his daughter. None of that fucking matters. He's been married twice. How many people in the black community are going to get married? Not every woman, because there's more women than there are men. How many people are going to get married in the black community and stay married? Because the divorce is is, is is through the fucking roof. And that's just the black people. I'm not talking about everybody in America, because America marriage rates are down. The divorce rates are up. So the question is, is still, what's the problem with this man asking questions and trying his best to do it his way? A question I always ask people, especially uh at my job or just in my life in general, they say, oh my gosh, Lavelle, you said this this way. I don't like the way you said that. I don't like the way you said this. It was like, okay, how do you want to say it? And if I don't know is your answer, well, then don't tell me to change how I'm saying something. If you cannot provide me a better way to say it, that's effective. That has an impact on someone. Don't tell me, oh, say this nicer. Well, when I say it nice, it doesn't work. It doesn't get through. The message isn't delivered. So me saying it nice isn't doing anything progressive to uh, change or influence this conversation or to change or to influence uh, the way what we're talking about. So if the way I'm doing it, you don't like it, but you can't give me a better way to do it. Why would I change how I'm doing it? Right. So the same thing comes for Cameron Samuels. People say, oh, his delivery, his tone, this is that, this is that. That man had a Facebook group that this is a fact. He had a Facebook group that people were communicating in and getting married within weeks. And they're happy. They're loving their life. Man was looking for this type of woman, woman looking for this type of man. Boom, boom, boom. They matched up. So he's got this proof in that pudding. Where are these other people that people are saying, oh, my gosh, Kevin Tamlin was an asshole. He was this, he was that. Well, who's talking to black people for black people by black people for us? Who cares enough about black people to say, hey, y'all, let me help you all out to do it day in, day out, Monday through Friday. Say, hey, I'm helping you all the best way I fucking can. Who's doing that? I have yet to see or hear anybody do it. Now, I know people who did it for movies, who did it for books to get a profit off of it. This man was on YouTube. Now, yes, of course, he was making money off YouTube after he got so many views, so many followers, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. That makes sense. Before that, when he was doing it for free, when he was, when, before he got all the updates and the upgrades of his look and his wardrobe, and it was just him in that little room with a suit on, and he's just talking to to random ass men on YouTube, inviting them to his live. Who was doing it then? Who was talking to men, asking men what they want out of a woman? How can they be better to help them get better, to help them improve themselves, how they look, how they talk, how they walk, how they act, how they smell. Go get a manicure, go get a pedicure, keep your hair, keep your hair cut. If you do got to wait two weeks to get your hair cut, still brush it, still oil it, keep your skin looking right. Wash your face, wash your hands. Get get a sponge to scrub your back. If your orange can't reach to your back and apply pressure to scrub, you need to get a sponge uh, uh, with the, like with a stick on it to scrub your back. He was telling this to men. A lot of people saying, "Oh, this is common sense. This is common sense." Men should know that already. But but what if you don't? What if you aren't taught these things? What if you don't know these things? What if you need help from somebody to be better at being a person?
We all need help. We all can reach out. We all can learn. We all can grow. And this man was trying right or wrong, up or down, left or right, indifferent. That does not fucking matter. He was trying. He was trying to say, black people, I know where we at right now in society. I know how people look at us. I know how people think about us. I know how people, people react when they see us or hear us. Let's be better. Let's try to be better. Let's try to do this. Let's try to do that. And the, the, the energy he gave matched the energy that was given to him. So I kept asking people, what's the problem? Then they brought up one, one, um, episode where he was talking about, uh, if your child gets assaulted or molested by an adult, don't be quick to believe them. Ask them a question. Everybody's like, you should believe your child. Oh my gosh. Yada, yada. It's like, okay, hold on. I agree with that. I ain't, I ain't disagreeing with that. Your child say, Hey, this happened to me. Definitely believe your child. Definitely take, take your child's word. Definitely, you know, trust your child. But also there's an extra step to that. Ask your child a question. Make sure that they're understanding what they're saying because you know as an adult the reaction that you're going to have next if it is true if they double down on what they're saying. People are like, oh, so you're going to question the child? You're not going to believe your child? It's different between questioning your child and believing your child. You can still question someone and believe what they say. You just, you just want some clarification on, on the matter. You don't want to just be like, oh, snap, this happened because so-and-so said this happened. So I'm just going to take their word for it and we're about to just... You know, react how I'm going to react. No, you want to make sure that what they're saying is 100% true and correct because you know as an adult that the next thing that's going to come out of your mouth won't be friendly, won't be pleasant. It's going to be very, very um, direct and harmful to whoever the person, you know, touched your child or whatever. So I'm like, yo, man, I haven't seen a video on, on TikTok with a little girl confused lesbian with lasagna. They're kids. It happens. It just, sometimes these things happen because they're, they're not sure. I've personally seen... A, a child who had to go, who used the bathroom on himself on accident, and and uh, the child, uh, I don't know, I don't remember if it was the uncle, the, uh, pretty much somebody who who was like a really good person with the, with the, with the child. I believe it was the uncle, you know, changed them, helped them, wiped them down. Everything was good. When the parent came, it's like, oh, so and so touched me, and it was like, what do you fuck you mean they touched you? Y'all let the motherfucker touch my kid? And it's like, no, bro, used the bathroom on himself. Had a little situation, need to get wiped down, got wiped down, everything was good. But just off that initial jerk reaction, if you're doing what everybody, you know, in all these threads are saying to do when it comes to, to asking questions, it's like, oh, no, you're going to say fuck, you know, asking questions and, and getting more information. You're going to just straight up off the back say, oh, no, the child is right. Everybody else is wrong. And then just react. And it's like, mm, I, I understand where y'all coming from, but y'all got to also understand that. You got to ask questions. You got to get clarifying information. You can't just take one thing and have a, a super fast reaction and then take that as as gold. You got to kind of figure out what's going on. And man, all I'm saying is that to me, at the end of the day, this is freaking insane that people are happy. People are cheering. And people are, you know, celebrating this man's death when there is no coming back from death. There is no. There is no do over. There is no, there is no start over. There is no, oh, I was wrong. Maybe it's like this man is dead. Hurt his, his daughter will never see his face again in her life other than through a picture, a video, uh, something like that. She will only hear his voice through a recording. It, it, it'll never be, oh, I'm talking to my dad. His wives, his ex-wives will, you know, never have their ex-husband in his life again. The woman he was, they currently did. I know a lot of people were like, oh my gosh. He, he was talking about, you know, die alone, but, but what the fuck happened to him? He died alone 
It's like, nah, he he often mentioned how he was dating somebody and he was in a relationship in a relationship with somebody. He just chose not to put them on blast because he did not want them to have to deal with the scrutiny and the backlash that he deals with with being who he is. You know, as you become a a, a as you become a public figure, the the things in your life become uh, scrutinized, and the people in your life also have to deal with that scrutiny as well. And he was just often saying, "Hey, I don't want them to have to deal with this," so he didn't put their names out there, but. It's sad to just see black people celebrating the fact that a black man died from a heart attack and it's a celebration. It's like, y'all sound stupid, but you know, it's just stupid, man. But that's why I'm going to leave it here. This has been Lavelle with a cup of coffee, man. Please give my Instagram a follow at a cup of coffee underscore. It's spelled the same way you spell this podcast, which is A C U P O F C O F F E Y. Uh, and it ends with the underscore. Uh, also, give me a follow on my Twitter, which is a cup of coffee, and also my YouTube page. I uh, I add shorts, you know, I add some videos on there as well. Sometimes I go into further depth of each episode and break it down and just add that up there. And you can interact with me on on, on all three of those platforms. This has been Lavelle with a cup of coffee. I'm out of here. Peace.